Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcoming everyone from all walks of life. If you're looking for even more fantastic nonpartisan debates, please don't forget to like, Welcoming everyone, follow, all walks or subscribe. Of life. If you're looking for even more fantastic, including tonight's debate on is society better off without religion with our debaters t-jump and pf young here to help us find out and if you enjoy what either of them have to say tonight our guest links are in the description below you can also tag me at amy newman with your question comment for our Q&A section, those Super Chats will get you sent to the top of the list. With that, I am going to hand it over to P.F. Young for their up to 10-minute opening statement. The floor is all yours. Yes. Well, thank you, Amy. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. This is my first time on Modern Day Debate. I'm a big fan, so I appreciate it. Yes. Um, okay, so the question is, is society better off with or without religion? So I believe society is better off with religion. And this is how I think about it. I think of religion as the software that runs on the hardware of human brain. You think about culture is the software or, you know, nurture is the software versus nature is the hardware. But it's that kind of divide. And religion is like the source coding of culture. So if you open up command prompt. Uh, that level of code, that's like the religious level of code for the software, which is human culture. Um, and there's good and bad software. And I'm going to make the argument that certain religions are a net positive for society. Um, obviously, there are some religions that are terrible. Like if there's a religion that says um, we should kill everyone but me, that's probably a religion that's bad for society. So just like there is bad software, um, you know, there are bad religions. But I'm going to use mainstream Christianity as sort of the template to argue from, um, not because I don't think that other religions can be uh, considered to be good for society. It's just because I am ignorant and I don't know much about anything, uh, but I do know a little bit about Christianity. Uh, but a lot of the arguments I'm going to make can carry over to Islam or Hinduism or, or whatnot. Um, now, I'm going to make this case from an evolutionary biological perspective. So I'm going to make the case that religion is an adaptive feature of evolution, which means that religion evolved because it benefited the people who practiced it. And this is a different perspective from the perspective of people like Richard Dawkins, a lot of the mainstream cringe atheists, I like to refer to them, uh, jokingly, of course. Um, and I suspect T-Jump probably shares the same perspective, but I don't know for sure. But the Richard Dawkins perspective is that religion is a, a mind virus, a parasitic mind virus, right? So the idea is just like there are uh, parasites that will hijack the body of a certain animal, a host, and then screw it over. Uh, religion does the same thing with humans, right? So religion is a parasite that operates on the minds of humans and just screws them over and causes them to 
sacrifice themselves for no reason and all that stuff. So like there's a, there's an ant, I don't know what the exact uh, fungus is called, but it's, there's a parasitic fungus that it, it spores uh, latch onto ants bodies. And then the ant runs up a tree, pincers itself to a tree trunk. And then the ant dies and its body becomes food for the fungus. And then the fungus, you know, uh, consumes the ant and then it spreads its spores everywhere. And so that's a parasitic relationship. Great for the fungus, terrible for the ant. So that's how the, the traditional, I would say, evolutionary biological perspective is of religion. It does that on human minds. Um, but I'm going to argue that it is actually uh, an adaptive feature of evolution. It's symbiotic relationship. So the common example of a symbiotic relationship is people have seen like the, there's little fish that clean the teeth of sharks, right? So the sharks benefit from having the fish eat the fungus off the teeth and the fish benefit because they get you know food. And so it's a symbiotic relationship. And so the idea is that religion is a uh, positive software on net, on net, not that there are no negative aspects to religions or certain religions aren't terrible, but on net, something like mainstream Christianity or some sort of moderate form of Christianity is definitely good for society, good for the people that practice it. Um, I don't go. So the, the, I think the nuanced uh, issue that's going to come up in this debate is exactly to what degree or, or how are we going to balance the negatives versus the positives? Because they're clearly negatives for religion, right? So for example, hating people who do not believe in your God, right? That's a bad aspect of religion. That's not good for anybody. It's not good. Well, it's good for maybe that tribe to say we are, you know, the people of God and everyone else can go screw themselves. That's not good for society. Um, then you have things like repressing sexuality and regressive sexual taboos. That's all bad. However, the nuance here, and this is going to be my point, is that when you look at a, a, a little bit closer, some of these norms have, again, adaptive value. And the question is, do they still have adaptive value in our modern environment? So, for example, like hating people who aren't in your tribe, right? If, if you believe in a different God, that's, you know, you're, you're bad for me. It's like, that's bad. However, if you had a religion that said, we are all from the same tribe. We are all children of God. And there is no, humans are not the enemy per se. It's the evil spirit. And you outsource that um, enemy from a person to a psychological idea. And that's good for society, right? Because that fosters in-group cohesion. And Islam does this. Christianity does this. And I'm sure other religions do as well. Um, but I'll be sticking with Christianity as example. But even something like repressing sexuality, it's like, okay, clearly, um, what did Sam Harris say? The only institution that produces more child abuse than the educational institution is the Catholic Church, which I agree with. The Catholic Church is very regressive sexual taboos, right? And uh, that causes the kind of sexual neurosis that we hear about in the news far too often. However, if you look at it from an, adapt from an evolutionary point of view, you think, okay, wait a second. If we were living in a society where there was no birth control, there were no condoms, and there was uh, the possibility of sexually transmitted disease, which was fatal, you could very clearly understand why, hey, guys, it's 5000 BC. Uh, we don't have condoms. We don't have anything. We don't have any way to treat disease. Um, everyone should just have sex with one person. That probably makes sense. And you'd say, OK, well, you know what? We can argue about the morality of it and how it you know, limits liberty. But you would certainly acknowledge that from an evolutionary perspective, the, group, the population that does that, the population that imposes strict sexual taboos in the absence of you know, condoms and whatnot, well, they're better off, right? And my point is that there's, when you look under the hood, there's a lot of adaptive features of religions um, like that. And we obviously can separate the wheat from the chaff, right? And we can say, okay, it's you know, probably saying that everyone who has sex before marriage is going to hell, probably not a good idea. 
Um, and you can see the variations, like in Eastern Orthodox, uh, priests can get married. And as far as I know, the uh, problem with sexual abuse is not nearly as high in the Eastern Orthodox religion as in the Catholic religion. So you can kind of, you know, we can, we can look at it with a rational lens and sort of adjust. But the, fund, the fundamental kind of tenets, the fundamental source code of the software of culture are these religious ideas that, for example, we're all the children of God, that everyone should be created equal, right? Our entire, I would say, Western kind of ethic is built on the idea that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. And we hold these truths to be self-evident, whatever the Declaration of Independence slash Constitution and all that outlines. And, uh, you know, they say in, in the Declaration of Independence, it says we hold these truths to be self-evident. And I'm not suggesting the Declaration of Independence is the foundational text, but it does illustrate the ethic that we all operate in. And that's not one that's amenable to rationality. There's no rational reason why we should treat everyone as if they're children of God. It's a faith claim. It's a religious claim. And our entire moral and productive culture is built on that. So uh, I'm very interested to hear what T-Jump has to say, uh, Tom, regarding the um, whether or not he thinks religion is adaptive, whether or not he thinks there's any evolutionary kind of significance behind it, and whether it's worth investigating. But yes, I'm looking forward to this, uh, this discussion. Thank you so very much for your opening statement, P.F. Young. And with that, we will hand it over to T-Jump for his up to 10-minute opening statement. The floor is yours. Uh, so the topic is society better off without religion. Now, I agree with the vast majority of what P.F. said. Evolutionary is uh, evolutionarily, or <clears throat> religion is evolutionarily advantageous in that it was a thing that was used in the past in order to group people together and make us more cohesive as a society, which completely worked. But like every vestigial limb, we've outgrown it. We have we have better societies without religion now today than we do with religion. If we compare crime statistics, rape statistics, marriage statistics, uh, teen pregnancy statistics, uh, people in in prisons, just name it. Education level, um, Nobel Prize winning, <clears throat> uh, prolific literacy rates. Just pick any statistic. The societies that do the best are the ones that are non-religious. The people who have abandoned any religious ideologies. <clears throat> and the reason for this is that. Even though religion was advantageous at some point, it entails a lot of baggage, which some of which PF mentioned, that is negative. And so the ad advantages that were gained in the past are now commonplace today. And so the positives that are added by religion do nothing to gain society as we have other means, other coding or software to use his analogy to achieve the same positives that don't entail the same negatives. Thus, deductively, we can say if we have a one means that achieves the same things without the negative consequences, than it is by definition better. And we do have that in secular humanism and the secular ideologies that are prevalent in majority secular countries today that have less crime, less homelessness, um, higher wages, higher standard of living, higher life expectancy, lower crime rates, lower death rates, lower infected rates, lower teen pregnancy rates. You name it, secular societies are better. Um, the only one possible one, like just a few ones that you can say are slightly worse, which is like depression levels. Depression levels in secular societies are slightly higher, which is because less depressed people die in secular societies. So if you have uh, people who are depressed of equal numbers in equal societies and in one society, the number of depressed people die, well, then they're no longer counted in the statistics. And so the number of depressed people in secular nations would be higher because the ones in non-secular nations are dead. Um, and so in the small number of statistics, which are do have slightly negative outcomes relative to religious countries it is due to the fact that 
people aren't dying at the same rate. Um, and so they're not, there's not a survivor bias implicit on the data, which results in the fact that higher depression rates in secular nations because more depressed people live longer. Um, so in conclusion, uh, religion is not better off or society is not better off with religion because we know societies can achieve all the same positive ends in secular nations without all the negative ends of the crazy belief systems that cause ridiculous um, ideological trends that are harmful to society. Conclude there. Thank you so very much, T-Jump, for your opening statement. And with that, we are going to move into 45 minutes of open dialogue. Gentlemen, the floor is both of yours. Um, okay, well, uh, so first, my first response to some of what Tom said, uh, he compared the statistics between religious societies and non-religious societies. Um, I don't think you can just draw a direct uh, causation from the correlation that you referred to. I don't know which societies you're referring to. Exactly. Right, why? Uh, well, because there's many variables that would differentiate a religious society versus a non which, which Give me two examples of countries you're comparing. America and Sweden, Norway, Denmark, China, Japan. Okay. I mean, we could pick any of them. Right. Like, and like, any, any, like if I take all religious countries and mm -hmm. all secular countries and compare the data, secular countries are better. Including sure. China, including North Korea, including Russia. Well, Russia is actually majority Christian, but I can I can include all the bad ones too. We still win. Okay, I, I feel like the issue I would have with that is how, how do you know that that those are there are not other factors that are causing that um, difference in the statistics you mentioned? Well, we agree that as you mentioned in your opening, that religion is a software coding that mm -hmm. resembles or encourages people to do certain things, right? Sure. So. Sure. But like, if I compare like Sweden to America, there's plenty of other factors other than self-reported religiosity that would contribute to the difference in the, the measures of well-being that you gave, right? Yes. But all of those features would be things that are a result of the coding of the society that causes them to act in a particular way, right? In some Not necessarily. Sense. You could have natural. Sweden has a lot of oil reserves, for example. Sure. So does Saudi Arabia, but it's not better off. I agree. Fact, sure. The, yes. That's my point. There's many different factors. You can't lay it at the feet of religion alone. So obviously there are many different factors, but the problem is, is that if we compare um, what are the best overall outcomes, it's disproportionately non-religious. Like if it was, if it was a non-influential factor, we would expect to see that the proportion of religious countries would also be in the top two. It's just not, they're just all secular, like by a huge margin. Sure. Okay. Well, I think, and this will be an interesting road to go down because I guess I would take issue with the degree to which self-reported religiosity is kind of an accurate measure for, for religion. So like, I think most people watching this understand the term, like if I say, if I say politics is a religion, you understand what I'm, I mean by that, right? Uh, sort of, not really, but go back to what your original statement was. You said something like self-reported religiosity is not a Yeah. So people who, people who, so, so m the reason I made the point about religion being the source code, like the, the command prompt level kernel code where you have, and then you have culture built on top of that is that you, is that every society evolved out of a religious, every culture revolved out of a, of a religious uh, tradition. And well, we still have remnants of that. So 
technically like the Puranas and Parahas are they're non-religious, but every society evolved out of a non-religious society. Monkeys weren't religious initially. So it's it's more accurate to say we started as non-religious societies. Well, but religious human, ones. But what, we, what what's your point? What what prime what point are you attempting to make? My 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 point is that whether or not and this is I guess different from the argument I was gonna take it down, but we can we can go here. Um what you say societies are better off without religion. My argument would be that you, you, you cannot escape the religious impulse that people have in any society. So if I say, for example, I don't believe in God or I'm not religious, if you still operate in a culture that was shaped by, natural, shaped by selection, which you agreed with, that selected for certain religious principles that are at the base of that culture, you can't escape those religious principles. That doesn't it's, make sense as an argument. So like if I say um spears are good for society well like mm -hmm. today if we use spears our militaries are going to lose it would be terrible yeah, for but our it's militaries not, to use it's spears not, so wait, 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 wait sure it's not that simple so, though. Uh, so the fact that it was good or that a society was built off one that used spears doesn't mean that spears are today useful so i agree that I, sure religion built some factors of society but that doesn't right, but mean the that fundamental factors of society so for so for example like, like i mentioned in the opening statement the idea that all people are created equal, we, like the, we, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all people are created equal. My point is the only reason that that's self-evident is because the people who laid out those terms were ensconced in a Christian uh, culture. Because well, in no way is, is the fact that everyone is equal, it, that's not a self-evident rational claim. Actually, it is. those comes from the rationalists, not the religious people. Um, in fact, from religion, not people are not actually equal, which is why the vast majority of the, the founding fathers weren't actually religious. You can take that up with Andrew Seidel in his book, but um, sure, I would definitely. Take, I would th definitely th take that that comes up. up from things prior to religion. Again, these principles predate religion. They're they're from secular nations. Confucianism has this, which doesn't have a god in it whatsoever. Um, these principles that you're describing, religion is an offshoot of natural human psychology and so the principles in religion are a reflection of human psychology um i think so your, your implication think, here that you're saying that religion built these things like no these didn't come from religion these came from human psychology and they were just ensconced in religion yes but i'm religion. i'm i'm arguing that the the religious impulse re religiosity is inbuilt to human psychology and my evidence for that would be that what like what I said, people treat politics as a religion. It, everyone, no, I, I agree. This, I agree. So what's the what's the point? So I agree that. So, so um, my point is. So my point is, the the uh, religious traditions that have been around long enough for selection to act against and survive contain within them a lot of useful information that we do not want to disregard too quickly. So if we say like we don't need Christianity anymore, it's like okay, well. I don't know what, exactly what that means, but it would be like, okay, we're not going to respect any of the religious traditions that our culture is founded in. Well, and just with clarify, that, I'm not seeing how that addresses my spear argument. So I agree there were many I'm, valuable I, I aspects in religion. The, the spear argument is too, is too simple of a metaphor for what I'm saying. Well, because, no, so, so my argument here is that I agree that religion was good for some things, but now we have sure. better tools that can do all of those things that aren't religion. So just and like I would say that those tools, replaced, those tools require, those tools are built, uh, those cultural tools, because the spear is a physical tool, which is the, yeah. the, the, the problem with that metaphor. But the cultural tools are built on a religious platform, meaning, meaning at the base of any rational claim or any rational moral system, you have to make fundamental faith claims. 
And the faith claims wait, wait, that I, we, I'm totally lost right now. So, so what okay. do you mean it's built on religion? So like, so for example, try, try to work with my analogy here with the spear. Okay. So obviously a gun, is I'm telling a, you the spear analogy is, is not, well, is it, not it, it works yet. perfectly in your analogy that obviously we don't think a society is a literal spear. Those are different things, but it doesn't break down the analogy because the analogy is, is a technology analogy. So the technology of a spear is old technology. It had a benefit, but now we have a different tool that does the same benefit better. And so using the spear is pointless, but the new technology guns were built on spears. We started with spears, turned them into arrows and arrows, put into small little projectiles. Sure, so sure. they're built on spears. If we didn't come up with spears, we wouldn't come up with guns, right. so it's a natural progression. So the same thing applies to religion. We start with religion, it builds social cohesion, which now we can achieve with more social means, which is the same thing. It's built on the religion, just like a gun is built on a spear, but we don't need the spears anymore. They're, they're useless. Sure. But you are, you're, yes. But you, when you, when you make the metaphor as objects, what you, what you're, you, what you're excluding from the equation is that we we're still operating with the same brains that were the, the, the brains that we're using, the hardware on which our current cultural software runs was in part shaped by religion because religion extends back in the early, the, the earliest uh, semblance of culture is religious. Now you've mentioned the Prahas. Wait, wait, I don't know. I'm not you following mind? your relevance there to that point of what you're saying. Like our hands are the same as they were with spears and, and their guns. They're, they're, we have the same hands. So what, what about this part of our brains is relevant to break down the analogy? It doesn't seem to do anything with the analogy. Okay. So for, so for example, in, you said group cohesion was one of the adaptive features of evolution, yes. right? And you're saying now we don't need religion to still foster group cohesion. And I would dispute that because I would say, the, the way that we facilitate group cohesion, and I don't know how, and maybe we can discuss how you kind of lay the grounds for what the moral foundation for establishing group cohesion is, but like the, the classic Western Christian idea is that we, we take it for, here's, here's a faith, here's the premise on which we're going to build our society. Everyone is created equal, endowed by their creator and alienable rights. That's the language it's used. And then, then we go, then we use logic and rationality on top of that. But my point is that premise itself is not a rational claim. We didn't arrive by that. We didn't arrive wait, 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 up to okay, that through so, rationality. We on, arrived to that back, because back, it's so, a religious so, idea. Well, that's not a religious idea, but, but so it is. I'm, I'm endowed missing, by their creator no, with that. It's absolutely not. That predates religion in every single society. But what, how exactly are you wait, saying? Wait, 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 hold on. That, that claim. Yes. How is the, how is the statement? They are endowed by their creator. Moral Platonism had that. Moral Platonism had that before any religion did. There are like most atheists in philosophy, most academic professional atheists, or most philosophers are atheists, and most sure, and all of them. Okay, so so no, no, so this is before religion. All of these moral terms come way before religion. Religion, no, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because all because all did did moral Platonism predate. All except three religions, three three of the biggest religions. The three the three modern religions, sure. So, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And and this is and fair and like I said, I, you know, I'm I, I know of Christianity. I'm you know incredibly ignorant on many things, but but hold on because I, I want to stick to this point because wh- whether or not moral Platonism came from religion, which which to be honest, I don't know. I, I don't know enough to say. Yeah, but I don't I don't necessarily buy that because. Uh, you had the, you had the, uh, what do you call it? Greek the cult and of Roman El- gods. You had the cult of Eleusis and people engaging in old religious traditions. So hold on. I don't want to get in a historical element. Let's just take it on the face. We, we can, cause I'm making, I'm making a claim that is independent necessarily of let's compare this tradition to this tradition. My claim 
is that I don't believe that you can have a functional, let's say socially cohesive culture that does not rest mm. on faith claims, right? Now, at my, 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 my additional claim, which I'm understanding now, it's probably better to go on this other argument, is that faith claim is conditioned by religion. But unless you start from a premise that is made on Wait faith- Wait a minute, what is that? What is, so one, I need to know what a faith claim is, but that's, let's put that aside for a second. So my argument is, like, I don't, I don't even like you can have faith claims without religion, as far as I can tell. Like that doesn't matter. That, but I, I don't the, think that's. So I don't definition. think any, you don't need faith claims at all for anything. I, I use zero faith claims in my life for anything. Um, yes, most you do. secular yes, societies. You do. Well, that, you can bring that up in a second. But most secular societies yeah. don't use faith at all, but still have cohesive social networks. And so, what like name one? What's one secular society? Atheist community of Austin, the Freedom from Religion Foundation. Name a, a country, not a, country. Not a, a foundation. Well, well or, or the point a, here. A society. So the point here is just to say that we can have secular nations that specifically reject faith. I don't know of any countries that specifically reject faith, but there are organizations that specifically reject faith and still have cohesive societies of people. And sure. So- and my argument would be that those, here's the, here's the crux of the issue. Those societies that you're referencing have not been around long enough for selection to select against. And therefore we don't know, we can't say for certain that those are as stable and foster the social cohesion that religions do, which have a proven track record of fostering cohesion because they've been around long enough for selection to act against them. Had they not fostered that social contagion, they would have they would have got wiped out. And I, and I would claim that what and I brought this up earlier when I say politics is a religion. I don't believe you can have this secular society that does not ultimately degrade down into making claims about like we're better than them or some fundamental premise that is not based on rationality or something like that. So it's supposed to be based on rationality. I'm not, I'm not, I don't understand what you're saying. How? I don't understand like so, so let me, any of your faith claims there. Like, or how let's take it. Topic. Let's take it to like foundational moral principles. What, what are the premises of secular humanism that you build? Oh, I'm not a secular humanist. So I'm the wrong person to ask that. What are I your do, premises? Whatever they are. Sorry. Involuntary imposition of will is wrong. Is immoral. What is it? Involuntary imposition of will is wrong. Immoral. Yeah. Is immoral. And what is the rational basis for that? following the evidence of moral intuition, moral progress, plotting it out on a pattern graph, seeing that there's a pattern, uh, describe the pattern with the principle that most accurately describes the pattern, use the pattern to infer a hypothesis that we can use to make predictions. It's the exact same thing we use in philosophy for moral realism. I am going to be honest. I didn't really understand what that meant. Science. We use plot the data, find a pattern, describe the pattern, make a prediction. And who adjudicates between whether or not that's well, hold on. Wait. I asked you, what's the rational basis? Why is the claim? So why why is it, it? Why should I, as an individual, not be willing to impose my will on someone else for my own gain in any given moment? So, moral claims in philosophy are treated like any claim. It's a truth claim. To establish mm-hmm. a truth claim, it has to correspond to reality in some way. The way you test if something corresponds to reality is by predictions find a pattern, see, make predictions, see if they get right. And then you know, who's right. And so, well, no, well, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think, I think the, the validity of a truth claim is, is how much utility it provides. And prediction is one, you mentioned prediction. Prediction is a type of utility. If we can predict something we care about, that's a form of utility. But if, for example, if it's, if it's useful for me to treat other people as means to an ends and not like they're they, they have equal rights as me or whatever, and it benefits me and all my friends and all my family, then what's the rational argument against that? What's the rational what? argument against me taking, up, you know, taking over uh, uh, my neighbor's land or something like that? 
I seems like you're thinking that rational argumentation has some relevance to morality. It, it, it's like, it doesn't matter if there's a rational argument forward to convince you of anything, whether someone is subjectively convinced I agree is with irrelevant. That. So like, if you say it is beneficial for me and my family to believe that there is a giant gold brick beneath our house, but we tested and there isn't one, well, then you're wrong. I don't care if we can convince you, whether we can convince you, whether we give well, a rational argument makes no difference. I'm sure you're familiar with the, the you know, the metaphorical truth concept, right? Yes. And, and my claim not... would be that religion is essentially a compendium of metaphorical truth, right? The idea that is okay. if you act as if something is true, then, you know, the question of whether or not it's true is like, it's more important how we act rather than whether or not it corresponds to reality as such. Cause like, I don't know if you're conscious. So is it true that you're conscious? It's like, well, I act as if you're conscious and I assume that, you know, you and I are inhabiting similar mental spaces, but I have no way of proving that it's a faith claim to assume that you're conscious. No, not, not in philosophy. It's you can have knowledge I, without certainty, but what? that's a separate topic. Um, so to hold go on, back you to this, have, wait, no, no, hold on. You can have knowledge without certainty. Yes, that's, it's called. Okay, I believe I'm when when you say I believe that when I say a faith claim, I believe that's what I'm referring to. So I'm saying you cannot you cannot make you cannot have a moral system that doesn't start with some claim that is ultimately irrational. Wait, wait, wait! Th none of those words made sense to me. So I we can have knowledge <laughs> without certainty. There, like, and you, and you you're trying to refer to that when you say faith that we can have knowledge that doesn't have certainty and anything. So you're saying knowledge, knowledge hold claim on, not, without no, certainty is faith? I believe that's the definition of faith. Unless I'm completely wrong here, knowledge without certainty is faith. I don't. What's what's the difference between faith? What's faith to you? A belief without evidence or insufficient evidence is. And how is that different from knowledge without certainty? Knowledge has is justified true beliefs. We have a justification. So what does that mean? Has what is justification? Um, it means a reason to believe the proposition is more likely true than false. Right. And if you don't have evidence for that belief, is that not knowledge with uncertainty? No, then it would no longer be justified. So, so knowledge is a justified true belief. So you need, you need to believe something and you need to have justification. If you don't have a justification, then it's just a belief. It's not knowledge. And for knowledge, you need, you need, you need to be a belief and you need justification and it needs to be true. You need all three of those things. Without the justification, okay. it's not knowledge. It's just a belief. I, I'm not, I'm not following this. I don't. But, Again, and I'm, 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 I want to, I want to focus on this point because I think this is where the the disagreement is. Is like we, like what, to the degree that Western society is functional, it's because we we treat everyone with equal rights. We say, hey, doesn't matter if someone is different from you. Doesn't matter what they are. They all deserve rights. They all deserve to be treated as if they are intrinsically valuable human beings. Right now, no. Well, Okay. Well, I mean, there's lots of societies that don't treat people. Yeah, like and, that, but are and I would say successful. they're not functional. Like what? What's a society Saudi, that... like Saudi Arabia? It's very functional. It's not the most functional, but it's functional. Um, China <laughs> okay. is extremely functional. Very interesting that functional. you that the that the atheist is the one claiming that Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia is a very functional. Um, well, well, functional society. means the people for are starving to death. Wait, for wait, you, wait. For, so, from a from a point of view of individual well being. Well, fu functional is like we're contrasting all possible governments. Though a non functional government is where the people are starving to death. That's a non functional government. Any government that or can, one that represses gay people, for example. Well, I mean, no, because that like the definition of what what a, the job of a government to do is to 
succeed at providing the majority of the population with survival and reproduction. And so it can be very bad towards some people, but very good towards other people and still be a functional government. I'm, I'm not sure, like functional government doesn't mean perfect government. We don't have a perfect government. Um, there's no such thing. Um, so some are worse than others. And our, our government is very discriminatory towards certain groups in a very similar way to how Saudi Arabia is discriminatory towards uh, LGBT people. Um, that doesn't mean it's it's dysfunctional. It's still a functional government. It provides food to people, but I don't really. I don't. I'm, I have no idea. Oh, did he cut out? Um, it looks like. Apologies for that. Looks like he dropped. I'm not sure why. I'll adjust everyone's <sighs> camera. If you'd like to keep on talking for a second, T jump. Maybe he will come back. Go back to playing chess or something like. That. <laughs> Sending a love out there to everyone in the shadow sphere. Please don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy even more fantastic debates. And hopefully he will come back. Might be having internet issues. But he was better than the previous debater. He at least makes coherent arguments. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. Welcome back. God was upset with me. I bet. I bet. Yes. And for the record, I don't literally believe in uh, a meta, uh, literal, like, Jesus rose from the dead and all, in case that was, uh, I didn't make that clear in front. Are we good to go? Sorry, I don't want to. Yeah, where were, what was the last thing you remember? Um, I freaked out as soon as my internet connection went out. Um. My, my my challenged. We were talking about unjustified truth claims and, and knowledge without uncertainty. Yeah. I'm saying the 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 functionality of West, uh, the functionality of our of, in order to have a society that is functional from the perspective of maximizing human well being, it has to make certain assumptions in its well, well, moral what do you mean by functional matrix. So by functional, I mean it maximizes well being, not starving to death. That's one, that's one consideration. But if everyone is not starving to death, but they're all under a tyranny and have no rights, we're talking about maximizing well-being. I mean, do you well, buy the idea that there's a moral landscape and there's different peaks and valleys of well-being? None of them maximize well-being. So what do you mean by maximizing well-being? Which, what is, like, you need a more specific definition here. I, I don't, I mean, like from, I assumed it was self-evident in terms of like, maximizing people's rights and, and freedoms and capacity for meaning and social None connection. Of them do that. Like libertarians have this argument all the time that oh, we're infringing on everyone's rights. Like, yes, we are in lots of ways. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. And there are ways in which the U S government oppresses people, just like there are ways that Saudi Arabia oppresses people. Sure. Um, but the degree of oppression is different, obviously. Right. But that's what I'm right. saying. So that's like, what I not, mean. You're not giving a principle of what defines a functional government. You're just giving this arbitrary, like, utopian okay. definition that you think the things that get closest are the ones that are functional or something like it doesn't it doesn't really tell us anything of what you're saying i i feel like this point is not as complex as you're making it out to be right a society that treats its citizens as if they have inherent rights is i i think we can say is generally a better is a more desirable society a more morally functional i'm using kind of words assuming people can understand them just you know on the face of it that is better than a society that treats people 
as if you know some people are better than others. And my, my point is the ethic that all people should be treated equally is a faith claim, right? There's no, what, what is the, ra- again, what is the rational? So, so, and I'll use the example that Matt Dillahunty had in his debate with Jordan Peterson. I think this gets to the crux of the issue is Matt Dillahunty, and I don't know to what degree you share your beliefs with Matt Dillahunty, but the idea Not is much. if, okay, good. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good sign. Uh, but the idea is if you, if you can't arrive at conclusions that I should treat all people as if they have inherent worth outside of a faith, outside of starting with a faith claim, because like in Nazi Germany, the claim was, the idea was, hey, it's rational for if you're a German or an Aryan, it's rational for you to go along with all of the horrible crimes and whatnot and seize the uh, resources of a smaller population. It's well, good just, for you. Just it's good for your there's family. Two, there's two society. points there. One is that every academic philosophy and ethics is going to disagree with you and say that's bullshit. Uh, okay. But- I re- completely reject that, but go ahead. Well, is there, that not there, hold on? Is that not an appeal to authority? I believe is no fallacy. appeals to authority are only fallacies if they're not actual authorities. If the actual authorities in the oh, field of ethics who decides who the authorities are, the people who can actually make progress in the field and understand the field the best, okay. which is not sure. you. So it's not the you. Academic either. professional philosophers in ethics use arguments and evidence sure. and logical structures and Bayesian epistemology but in order continue to continue your assess. point about continue your point We're, about yes. So the academic philosophers use evidence, not faith, to make sure. conclusions. Okay. okay. Um, and the second thing is, is that even if it did use faith, you can have faith without religion. Like you, you can- No, I don't believe that. I think that's a definition. What, and and what, this is a definitional thing. To, 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 make, to have a faith claim is a religious claim. How? Those are completely separate topics. It, it's, the, can, can, it's mostly the case that religious people use faith, but they're not, there's no logical entailment of either. Okay, and maybe we just are operating in a completely different frame. When I hear when I hear the term faith, like religious people base their ideas on faith, faith that the Bible is the word of God, yeah. whereas atheists base it base it on evidence. Right. That that's so there's right. So yeah. you, you can't right. And my point is you can't talk about evidence and you can't you can't make claims about evidence without operating in a framework that is defined on faith claims like the idea that that doesn't make sense but i want to go back to the original question why do you think you can't have faith without religion because like i i understand that most religious people base their religion on faith but it's just it's a coincidence there's no necessary connection fair enough and i might just honestly be definitionally confused what's an example of a faith claim that's not religious faith claim that's not religious well there's many different most atheists around the world believe in spirituality without a god and those are faith claims so like ghosts Reiki, okay, uh, well, energy, I've, crystals. Okay, I wouldn't differ. Well, I would argue that's just a different form of religion. I mean, what? Well, hold on. Maybe we should. Maybe it would have helped at the beginning. What is your definition of religion? Out of curiosity, uh, an institution of beliefs set around worshiping a god of some kind. Okay. Um, uh, okay, based around a god. Okay, my, the problem with that definition is that if I say something, this is why I brought this up earlier. When I say something like politics is a new is a religion for a lot of people, everyone watching understands what that means. But according to your definition, that doesn't line up. Right, because right? it's, it's a figurative usage, not a literal usage. And so the literal definition of the dictionary would not apply for football or politics or football. Okay, that 
that's an appeal to Webster's definition. Uh, no, it's when you say hold language. On. Language is how we wait, use wait, wait, hold words. On. Yeah, yeah, hold on. But all, okay. And this is, it's a shame we only have 45 minutes because we could have a good discussion. Um, all language is is ultimately based on a metaphorical uh, on metaphorical cognition. This is George Lakoff. What? Hold on. So, for, well, let me let me let me explain. What, so, for what? example, wait, hold on. Let me explain. Could you just We're, tell me what metaphysical cognition? What not that meta- means? metaphorical, not metaphysical. Meta- right, which okay, that doesn't that clarify mean? anything. It means that all of our language is is um, is ultimately, and this is a complex idea, but it's ultimately based on non on non-literal, how do I say this? All language is metaphorical to some degree. So for example, we're having a debate, right? One plus one equals two. Hold on. That's mathematics, which is a different realm, but hold on. That's, just, that's a language. Well, hold like, on. Let me give you a simple language. example. Let me give you, yes, but math, mathematics, I'm talking about language, uh, like l- linguistic language, uh, like semiotics, not mathematics. Hold on. If I, if we're having a debate, and like we in, in a debate, you attack my ideas and I defend my ideas and I attack your ideas, right? That's a metaphor. And if I say, for example, like prices are rising or temperatures- How is that are, a metaphor? Hold on. Because I'm not literally attacking your positions, am I? Right. With a spear? Right. But you're, you're well, actually- you you are attacking them because it's I'm figuratively attacking them. No, no, literally, literally. But the de- attacking, a, yeah, because attacking doesn't mean physical attack. Attack can mean any kind of right because um, it's figurative. Well, no, no, no. Attack as a literal word can be. I know. An attack oh, this would ideas. be. We need to have an extended. Discussion I don't understand this how this ties into the topic of the debate here. Why? Why? Do you think how did it come up? How do we get to metaphor? Topic question is: Is how can you have or why can't you have faith without religion? I what what was the example of the faith claim that that, that was faith that was not religious? Well, because we talked about spirituality and whatnot, right? right? You said spirituality is not religion. Well, I would argue you had, you haven't given your definition of this is right. This is how we got back to it. You had given your definition of religion is a belief in a god, an institution around belief in god. Yeah. And I would say the fact that people regularly use the language of politics as a religion, and everyone understands what that means, indicates that religion is something. Religion is something you hold sacred. Religion is something you would give your life for. Religion is something, it's not, a, it's not, it's not one propositional definition, right? Or religious are those beliefs you hold most sacred, right? That's, your, that's an individual's religion. And you say, well, okay, that, you know, it's like, that's different from the institutional aspect of religion, which I agree with. Okay, I'm totally lost here. So like, if religion is the things you're going to give your life for or whatever, like those can religion, also be... Comp- your religion are the beliefs that you hold most sacred and the beliefs that you hold most sacred are not based on rationality. There's things that you take on faith. Right. But like a a political system can be purely based on rationality and you can hold none of it sacred. It's just, these, this is the rational rules. Like you don't need to hold any of the political system. Like what, what's a political system that's only based on rationality? Don't run stoplights. That's, I agree. That's rational. That's, that's, it's very, if anyone's watching, it's rational to not run stoplights, but what's the assumptions that are built into that? You shouldn't run stoplights. Why? Because it might kill someone, right? Yeah. Which which is purely logical because it damages society. But this is my point about going. And why is all that bad? Because it's ultimately bad for the well-being. Well, no, no. So that's, I think, I think, I think I can, so there are multiple ways to assess why that's bad. 
and you don't need some kind of a god or religious basis to conclude it's bad. You can purely be a logical computer and say, if I want no. um, to maximize the economy's growth or maximize this value, I want to make money, um, then in order to do that, I need more people doing more stuff for longer in order to make more people more do more stuff. You need to die less in order to die less, put in stoplights. Purely okay. rational, you can get exactly the same results without any no. kind of appeal so, to some kind of religious gobbledygook. Here's why I disagree with that for two reasons. Number one, the world is so complex that there, it's it's not possible to take in all of the variables that you can account for. How do we map? You can you can make a very sophisticated model of how do we model the economy and whatnot, but there's too much information and too many variables that there's no way to rationally compute the but infinite you, you amount of you data. You don't need to compute all of them. Why is that relevant? You just said, hold on, slippery. You, you just said that you could so, just yeah. rationally compute if you just had a, any you, one you, factor. So I can compute any one factor that is damaging the economy and make a law to mitigate that one factor. And I don't need to consider any of the other factors. What? That's the opposite of that's that's literally that's literally that like the definition of works. like an off. So, for example, um, if you make a model and you well, only well, include I'll give you an one example. variable, I'll give you an example that was literally every other relevant okay, variable. Okay. I'll give you an example that was literally applied in St. Paul. In St. Paul, they added, there was a statistic that says people are killed. Children who have a college savings account of greater than $1 are three times more likely to go to college. Therefore, St. Paul implemented a policy that says all children born will be given a college bank account of $50. So they just said, here's the data. I don't care about anything else. It's working. And you can attribute that in your 100% certain that it was attributed to that I don't need policy. 100% certainty. It is very, very certain, but I don't need 100% certainty. But the point here is that policy claim of faith. Wow. We, we, a very religious we, we, claim no, of you. Don't need, you don't need faith here. The, pro- the point here is that the policy was looking at data. From a data, it made an inference about a conclusion. And it said, here is the policy that in order to increase the number of people who go to college. Had no no religious basis here whatsoever. It's purely economical. And we don't need to okay. calculate literally everything in the economy to do this. Nobody does that. Literally, if we had to do that, there would be no policies ever written by anybody. No politicians read essentially anything that they write. They're just trying to sure. do things based off their intuition. Nobody has, to, you don't have to know all of the data to make a political decision. That's not how it works. I, okay. I agree. And I'm going to take it um, for granted that people watching this can understand why a, a single variable analysis of a, an economic policy is not, a, you cannot draw causal inferences from that. I, I just, I don't, I want to argue that here, here's the deeper point. What, what you decide to value, you say, well, how, okay, we want like, why, why do we care about increasing the well-being of p- kids in Minneapolis? It's because we believe that those kids deserve a better life. Why should you and I care about some kids in Minneapolis when you and I could, you know, not pay our taxes for that and and we could benefit independent of that? Why well, is that not a rational claim? Can uh can determine certain value statements without any ra- or any uh, faith claims whatsoever. Like evolution causes you to not like we, we've gone over this shadows. multiple times. I just I I don't I don't believe and and this does tie into the conversation about metaphorical cognition, which I'm reading right now. I'm actually, this is, it's called metaphors we live by. It's George Lakoff. He's the uh, founder of the field of metaphorical cognition and embodied cognition. Well, you were appealing earlier to all the philosophers and what you claim to make. Because it was directly related to your claim, but what. Sure. And, and, and and my, my point, and this is, and this is a, obviously clearly we're running into a lot of definitional um, 
barriers of like, when you say like there are atheists who believe in spirituality and there's atheists who believe in the value of other people just because it kind of makes sense. No, because of actual arguments and evidence the same way we use everything in philosophy. So not um, religion. Who? <laughs> Man, I don't know. You say, you say how we do it in philosophy. I, I'm sure there's plenty of people in philosophy you disagree with and yet sure. you keep referencing them as, so how, who is this we in philosophy that you keep? All of them. All of the people I agree with and the people I disagree with. We use the same logical arguments, the same Bayesian epistemology, the same way of assessing evidence. Like we come to different conclusions, but we use the same you, evidence. Really? So like do you think yes. that postmodernists do the same thing? I don't know of any postmodernists in that field. Which field are we talking about? Philosophy? Philosophy and eth or ethics. Well, then you severely underestimate the degree to which society is in danger you, of bad can you ideas. Name one postmodernist that is an academic professor of ethics. Uh, sure, Kimberly Crenshaw is one of the most of prominent. She's not a professor of ethics. Uh, I, <laughs> her work has vast implications uh, in in the field of ethics as it relates to political decisions. Does it not intersectionality? What does that have to do with the academic field of ethics? That's completely All irrelevant. Right. I feel like we're getting too into the weeds in the, in this. So, so um, again, let's go back. How can you, why do you think you can't have faith without religion? Again, maybe I can make a different example. That's doesn't require a, a definitional rabbit hole. Um, People hold, like I said, people hold values sacred, right? People orient their lives around sacred values, right? Values that they just take as like the fundamental orienting principle in their life. Do you disagree with that? Sort of. Let's go with it. Okay. Um, for example, uh, well, like, hold on, grant, like grant it. Give me what, sure, okay. therefore what? Therefore what? Therefore, when people act um, on a set of beliefs they hold sacred, those actions, uh, or at least the extreme versions of those actions, are religious. So, so let me let me let me clarify, because the, the reason I'm using this relatively broad term, and like I, I I I believe and I agree with the statement that politics is a new religion, right? And I think and you don't I'm not, that just because other people agree with me doesn't mean it's correct. So fair enough. I'm just saying that I I take that as I understand what that means. Therefore, was therefore. Well, as it relates to this argument, therefore, if, if, if politics is a religion, we accept politics as a religion, then that is in line with my claim that all, cult all cultures are built on religious platforms. Oh, no, no, I'm trying to figure out, like, what do, like, do you mean by religion any value claim at all? What, what do you mean a, a, a value claim? I'm saying that the, the beliefs that people hold most valuable, most sacred, are their religious beliefs. And here's my point. Here's, here's why I think that definition is good and useful in the context of this argument. Religious extremism is as bad, but I would say not worse than any form of like secular extremism. And that's because people are, because people hold their political values as sacred as their religious values. So when you make the claim like, well, atheists believe in spirituality or they're, they're atheists who are just political. It's like the fact that, for example, there are people who are willing... All of the worst aspects of religious extremism are also embodied by people who are quote unquote not religious. But then no, I think, not. okay, 
Yes, they are. Yes. So, so like to give you an example, Jainism sure. religion, well, sort of, it doesn't have a God, sure, but that's, it has, it's a religion. Yes. Extreme Jains never blow themselves up. It doesn't happen. Yes. Jainism is a pacifist religion. And so people who are right. extremism or have extremism or are extremists will accentuate the factors of whatever they're extreme about. And so if you're extreme about a religion that's very violent, you're going to crash planes into buildings. But guess what? Secular religions don't have that. There isn't any of Hold them. on. None of their ideologies have that. Is, I would okay, Marxist-Leninism is a atheist not, religion, right? Is it, no, or is an atheist belief system? We'll, we'll avoid no, going with the religion term right now. No, Marxism mm -hmm. was an ideology and the social system of communism is what killed people. It had nothing to do with like the Marxism didn't kill people. It was the communism that killed people. The Marxism had nothing to do with communism. No, Marxism was like a principle that they use to try to found the communism. Marxism doesn't say anything about star people to death or adopt. What's it, it does say things. It does say things about religion. Correct. And the, yes, it says things about religion, which has absolutely nothing to do with the mass murder. Like nothing. I mean, Marxism says mass. murder. Really? People. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Again, I, the, so, this so is like my point about where all of the examples of mass. We're taking a lot of assumptions. For, I assume that most people like, I, I agree that there are, for example, I agree that there are good ideas in Marxism that we can evaluate, but to claim that the that the ideology on which communism was based on did not play a fundamental role in the uh, down in the worst extremities of communism seems absurd to me on the face of it. But perhaps well, so I'm operating the things in that killed people in communism was the was the adoption of Lysenkoism. Lysenkoism was an alternative this evolutionary sounds... view of of Darwin, and when Stalin adopted Lysenkoism. He planted plants in such a way that literally caused mm -hmm. them to die, which caused them to not have enough food, which caused millions of people to starve to death. It was not like because of Marxism. It was because they adopted bad science. That's that like saying, reason. that's like saying, you know, when, when the, when the Christians went on the crusades, it wasn't because of, there's nothing in the Bible that says anything about the crusades. It, it's just that, you know, they, they took this one wrong thing. It's like, no, no, no. The Christian uh, societies that were based on Christian doctrine that was probably based probably on made bad decisions based on the flaws in that Christian doctrine. Doctrine, sure. sure. You you could say like if a Christian um, decided no way, to build a bridge or something or destroy a bridge, it doesn't say to destroy a bridge in the Bible, which is completely correct. If they just made a bad scientific error that the Bible says nothing about, then yes, that scientific error would have nothing to do with the Bible. But if they do something that's literally commanded by like go out and take all of their peoples. That's a direct commandment in the Bible. You can just read the Bible and it says to do something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I believe in the Communist Manifesto, it says something to the effect of kill the bourgeoisie and their children because their children have been contaminated by bourgeoisie ideas. And you're saying that's not, that, that didn't have any no, influence no, it, on the communist There's extremes? no mention in Marxism of, I don't know about that claim, but uh, there's no mention of Marxism of Lysenkoism. The predominant killer of people in communism was see. the adoption of Lysenkoism. And there's okay. nothing I think in you Marxism are narrow. I think just like your claim about, we're going to look at one dimension of the Minneapolis kids and say, we did this one, we, we made, we changed this one factor. And therefore that was the causal factor. You're, you're, you're somehow laying at the feet of communism. It's only Lysenkoism that caused the come. Never mind what no, Marx no, said the about predominant killing the bourgeoisie number of death and their children. Was from starvation, wasn't it? Yes. Look, we're, why okay. did people this starve? Is... Was Stalin just taking their food away? Why did they starve? What caused the starvation? Was it a lack of food? And then, PF, after you answer that, we got about four or five minutes before yes. we switch into the QA. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That might be a little bit more productive. Um, okay. Well, uh, 
Mostly for I, I actually think, well, but beyond that point, because I think we're just going to go on a rabbit hole there. Beyond that point, I, I genuinely actually think a, uh, at some point, Tom, if you'd be interested, a, a longer discussion to kind of understand where it's less of a debate where I have to present claims. I'm genuinely curious to understand more on your perspective because, and I'm not saying I'm right. Um, like, cause you said there's, you can, you can have faith, faith without religion. I, I was, I'm under the assumption that to, a faith claim is a, is a religious claim, but, but, the, but you, you know, you made the point about like, okay, there's atheists who are spiritual and stuff. It's like, okay, that re- fair enough. That requires me then to kind of iron out, you know, well, is, is spirituality just a, a kind of a uh, decentralized religion type thing, which is a different claim, but, but clearly I think we've gone I have done a poor job, clearly, of articulating. Uh, well, I don't even have the understanding. I haven't even finished the book yet. I got to finish the book before I can make better claims. Um, but I think we there are just some sort of assumptions that you and I have that are that are just different on the face of it yeah, that I we would have to tease out like, to have a more stronger examples. There would be like many scientists believe that their pet theory is going to be proven to be true. It has nothing to do with any kind of religious or spiritual. Yeah, like belief. Richard Dawkins and the selfish gene, right? E.O. Wilson. That, that was correct. Who is a, the selfish gene was correct on pretty much everything. Uh, to some degree, uh, there's people that dispute that who are more, cre- more credible than you and I, for sure. Not really. Like it's a pretty basic claim. Like, I don't think he made any substantial claims. In I, I feel bad. Cause we're, we're, I think you and I have not a, you know, knowledge on this, but not everyone watching does. So we're kind of just talking like assholes right now. Well, the selfish gene was a book about publicly informing the populace yeah, about the genes, genes that had already right. been discovered selection at the level of the gene no no, no 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 there were no novel things that richard dawkins proposed in that he was just right. he's not even a scientist he's a journalist no he is he is literally You're right he's a phd but he, he's never he i don't believe uh he has published that's part of the dissertation process you absolutely have to publish to be in that field but none sure. of the well, things e. Wilson, that book, who is no, infinitely wait, 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 more credible than richard dawkins accused him of being a journalist in that book so i'm taking that for granted original. that's foolish he's he's publishing already researched published right. stuff so right. it wasn't which wrong. people dispute people dispute that none of the stuff in his book they dispute because it's yes, very very basic stuff no no they just dis- because because people argue that group selection and multi-level selection actually have that's not that's validity. not contradiction to anything he said in the book like that's literally no, see. This not. is my point. It's just you and I talking. We're not even the audience. Uh, of he, he grants. No, that's selection. literally the central claim. Is is no, is Richard he's Dawkins not, is not a militant not, like no. crusade? You could say for using religious no, language against not. group selection. It's not selection. exclusive. It's just explaining the one concept of natural selection. It's not saying right. all of the other ones are false. It never said that in the book ever. I don't even, like no. And. <laughs> On that note, guys, if you would like, in either order, to say what you got going on, in fact, we have both of our debaters' links in the description below, and then your final thoughts on the subject before we move into the Q&A. Yes, well, um, ultimately, the reason I care about this topic is because I'm worried about political polarization, which is a lot of what I focus on my channel. My last video um, is called Jeanette McCurdy is a fascist. So if anyone is interested in, uh, you know, understanding my views, um, they can check that out. Um, But I believe that, you know, the religious impulse, when I say politics is like a religion, you know, and and maybe I should have phrased my, you know, taken my argument from that perspective. Um, I mean that like you, you can, you can rationally critique religion, but then ultimately what happens is because we, because we evolved so long alongside religion that it shaped our psychology, it shaped how we think, 
what ends up happening is people just take their sacred beliefs away from, well, God is the ultimate highest good and the value to, you know, um, our country is the highest uh, value or, or our country is the most important thing that we should protect or fighting for the oppressed is the most important thing we should protect. And then people act out extreme behavior as a result of those sacred beliefs, which you say, well, they're not religious because they don't appeal to a higher God. But again, you know, I, I just kind of came in here assuming most people understand what people say when they say politics is a religion. And you made the point that that's a figurative, a figure of speech to which I owe people a more sophisticated explanation of why using language as a figure of speech, it's not, you can't, you can't dismiss it that simply because all, because all of our language is ultimately rooted in um, like metaphorical symbolism. Like, you know, time is money. I spent my time in, in this debate. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you understand me? Do you comprehend what I'm saying? Right. There's all these, all, if you take every single word in the human language and trace it down to its roots, it ends up being a physical re- reference to a physical um, concept because it's built out of our bodies. Much like the number system, base 10 is built off the number of fingers we have. Every word in every language is based upon a physical reality. So meaning like, hey, when we say prices rise, it's like, well, prices don't actually exist. How do we understand the idea that prices rise? Because we have it inbuilt in us that something rising is going up. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it. So thanks for having me on the, uh, on the first time. I'll, uh, I appreciate everyone um, following along as I try to explain myself, but you know, it we're here to learn. Lovely to have you here on modern day debate. And all right with that. T-jump. No, what, what you skipping me? What is this? What is this? No, with that T jump. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. uh, the floor is yours. What do you got on, going Tom. on? And what are your final thoughts? I sell bathtubs. Check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash T-Jump. Give me money. My Patreon. If you join my Patreon, you can block Scotty on the I Discord. should say give me money. Give me money too, by the way. Don't give me do money. That. Give me money. My money is better because my money doesn't take faith. No faith money. Yes, I actually don't have any option for people to give me money. So it's good. Thank you so very much, T-Jump. And in fact, thank you both, uh, of our interlocutors, but with that, we are going to move into our Q&A. Keep on sending in your questions by tagging me at Amy Newman or sending your super chat to the front of the line, including $5 from Hail Santana, uh, who sends a super sticker uh, of saying, keep it up while lifting weights. Thank you so very much, Hail Santana, for the support. Um, oh, the spice is real coming in from uh, Foxfire. Why T-Jump get real debaters like Dr. Mays or Aaron Ra, even though I agree with him, he is so bad. Can't you do better? Good gosh. I'm going to stop watching. <laughs> Sending love, Foxfire. Who is Dr. Mays? Um, I am not sure. Though we love both of our interlocutors here with us tonight, but we also appreciate our uh, super chatters for the support. Uh, So thank you, Foxfire. And $10 from Mark Reed. What's up, Mark? How's it going? Young, can someone have faith in their sports team, even though the evidence is that their team is terrible? 
Does that make the sport a religion? Should they get a tax exemption under religious status? <laughs> um, as a Chicago Bears fan, I uh, empathize with the, um, even though the team is terrible, we still root for them. Um, I, um, someone made this point of um, all of the riots that occur after football games that people die in and cause all kinds of damage. It's like that level of extremism, which people genuinely die in. It's like, to me, that's an example of that. That's people acting as if their, their football team is religious, right? And so should it be treated as a religion with a tax exemption? Um, probably not. Um, I actually don't even know if religious institutions should be treated as, um, should have tax exemptions. But, but, but if someone is willing to kill someone else for their sports team, I don't think it's accurate to describe it in any other way than it's basically a religion for them. That's just me. Thank you for the super chat and the answer. $5 question from Oflamo. T-Jump, what is your best debunk of Discordism? What? The, I think it is a joke, but um, Discordanism? But, uh, it's not a very funny joke if we have to go. I think it's a joke. <laughs> only uh, Gilbert Godfrey can explain a joke and make it funnier. That's fair. But sending love to Oflavo, um, if we got you wrong and it was a very serious question, then just tag me and we'll read it again. But thank you for the support, Oflavo. $2 super chat from John Mathers. Uh, quote, the greatest show on earth by Richard Dawkins documentary thank you so much john and five dollars super chat from stephen mulraney like sikhanism is related to marxism i completely butchered that uh yes uh and co-rejected stability of traits Genetic determinism as reactionary. Tom doesn't know history of biology. What? I'm going to try that one more time. Lysenkism is related to Marxism. Lay Newton and co-rejected stability of traits. Genetic determinism as reactionary. Tom. Yeah, yeah Lysenko yeah. based his evolutionary theory on Marxism. Um, Marx didn't. So the fact that Lysenko wanted to try to impose Marxism on biology and think Marxism is true fact about biology doesn't mean that it's a fact of Marxism. But killing the bourgeoisie and all their children is in the Communist Manifesto. Lysenkoism or not? Wait, why is that... The Communist Manifesto. Which one would Marx write? Uh, didn't he write the Communist Manifesto with Engels? Mm, kill the bourgeoisie. I don't, I don't remember that part. Uh, you can also look up Marx in the N-word, and uh, that'll show up a bunch of times, too. And with that, that we are <laughs> moving on to a $2 super chat from... <laughs> Stephen Moraney again, Luton et al. 
just had different prescriptions, so kind of a follow-up to his last one. Mm, what was the question? Uh, it was just basically bouncing off because he said the last one relating to genetic determinism, but he was also saying that Luton et al. just had apparently different prescriptions. I don't get it. Sending so much love, Stephen. Uh, $5 super chat from Big Bad Mama. You've invented a guy... I can't find the word kill. I, I just pulled up the Communist Manifesto. The word kill is, isn't even in it as far as I can tell. Sure. I, uh, I, he might have used a different word than kill. Um, I left my Communist Manifesto at home in Chicago. I got to get it in a month, but... We can uh, have the receipts. A five dollar super chat from Big Bad Mama. PF, you've invented a god concept in your mind that is different than others. How can your own self delusion and a billion others not be divisive? Oh, he used the kill. He used the word "kill" once. Socialism appeared to kill these two birds with one stone. That was the one usage in the entire book. Sure. Um, well, I will. Uh, I will have to follow up on the exact phrase he used. I don't. Maybe he wasn't as obvious as "kill the bourgeoisie." He might have said "massacre" or uh, or he might have said um, "purge" or something like that. Um, maybe someone in the massacre used one chat. time, and it's describing the French, the revolution okay. or the February Revolution. Is not a. I will. I will. Um, next time we talk, which I hope we can talk at length in a in a, in a much friendlier setting, I will. Um, I will start with the receipts on that. Um, sorry, what, the question was what my self-delusion is divisive. Well, but if I subscribe to a belief that all people are equal and all people have something about them that's, that's valuable and it's not up for me to say, well, just because I can take advantage of this person, I should. Um, then I think that's not divisive. But certainly if, if your belief is I'm the best one here and everyone else should serve me, that would be divisive. So it does, like I said, it does depend on what the religious, um, exactly what the religious claims are. Someone suggested eliminate. Eliminate also used one time and it's um, eliminate social abuses. So it's not about limiting people. So eliminate also not it. And what I will throw out there is it sounds like there's an upcoming fantastic political debate that you guys have to have here on Modern Day Debate. Marxism, uh, baby. Yes, let's do it. Well, I'm not even a fan of Marxism. It's just what you're saying. is Well, you certainly come across what? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, the spice is real. $5 super chat from Skyline Studios for T-Jump. Your argument of getting rid of religion, even though it made your culture, is like killing your grandma. Um, well, I mean, I'm not going to use my grandma's understanding of science or politics or philosophy in order to make accurate decisions today in society. That would definitely be a bad idea. If you think that using grandma's polities uh, in order to understand science, it's, you, you'd be wrong. You don't have to eliminate her. You just say that, yeah, grandma, we have, we have better ideas now. We've, we've made some progress. Since then, your grandma ideas are not the best anymore. Thank you so very much for the super chat and the response. A $10 super chat from John Mathers. What does 
Yahweh and the gods and goddesses of Canaan say about the origins of Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, why is it worth downloading for free from Internet Archive? Is this like a like an ad for his, like his PDF? Uh, now that uh, now that I get to the end of it, it does sound like I'm a, about to. Add, but wait, there's more with 499. But sending love, John matters. Um, uh, well, he's also sending another response, so he's really sending us love. Five dollars. Yahweh and gods and goddesses of, of canon by John Day. There you go. You got your plug, but we said the love for the support. Uh, really appreciate, however, comments and questions for our fantastic interlocutors up here. Uh, continuing for... Well, I, I think we should all check the book of T-Jump at T-Jump's Patreon at www.patreon.com slash T-Jump. Check by the book of T-Jump. That's right, baby. Uh, and we're also sending love out there to all of our fantastic viewers. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. Mwaha! But, uh, Mr. Monster, a member for six months, sending in a $5 super chat. If you could pick one religion that would be best for society, what religion would it be and why? And it seems like this is for both of you. P.F. Jungianism. Which is whatever religion I believe in. We're all we're all cosmic entities. We all are connected in some divine way, and psychedelics play some role in that. And uh, and yeah, I'm far too um, far too ignorant in my spiritual journey to suggest that I have the answer to that question. But T jump might not be. Um, I mean, it depends on what you mean by better. Like, what is the most pragmatically useful religion? It's probably the ones adopted in secular societies, some kinds of secular humanism. Thank you. And we are moving on to some of the normal questions. This will be your chance for you to ask either of our interlocutors once again, but you can get it sent to the top of the line by sending in Super Chats. Delaney Question, has P.F. Uh, Young heard the quote, religion and government will both exist in greater purity the less they are mixed together, quote James Madison? Um, I have not heard that quote. Uh, I would say that the government on which we are founded makes is based on a religious system. So James Madison could say that, but I do not believe the founding father, all of the founding fathers are, I don't believe any of the founding fathers are uh, divine in their, uh, in their claims. But so, I mean, there, I believe aren't there founding fathers who were like, no, slavery is cool or something like that. Or we're like, we'll just deal with that later. I think that was a bad idea. So they can still be wrong. But if you make, if you make a system based on, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created by their, creator with inalienable rights that sounds like a religious claim to me so well i think it's more that all of the founding fathers use the words religion as something separate than political and foundational beliefs but based on your definition any words such as the separation between church and state was just meaningless because by your definition you can't have a different no uh, no because 
like Islamic theocracies cite the Quran as a legal text, but in um, the United States or any European country, I believe they don't cite the Bible as a legal text. But that yeah, doesn't but mean based that- on your definition of faith and religion, mm-hmm. those things would all be religion. And so there isn't, you can't have a separation between religion and state. No, you can have, you can have an ethic that was conditioned by religious beliefs, but that doesn't mean you have to cite a specific religious text. But wouldn't that ethic still be a religion by your definition? Because everything is a religion that has any value claim at all. The, <laughs> all the, the, the beliefs that people hold the most sacred in their own lives is their religion. That's what I believe. Hence the term politics is a religion and everyone knows what they, everyone knows what that means. Everyone also knows what separation between church and state means too. Sure. The church is not the same as religion. Well, it's kind a of church exactly is the institutional aspect. And a $2 super chat from James W. What is up? After show on Amy Newman's channel, Open Mic. That is right. Not only is there going to be a Open Mic after show on my channel, but if you decide that you want to run your own after show on any of the debates, we will help and for you so feel free to send those in because we love the community out there and send in love james that is in the description and the chat and we're going right back into a few more regular questions but if you want your question read get it in now because we only have a little bit more left uh for our interlocutors to have some fun with a question for PF, do you think religion has historically opposed technological progress, i.e. the Catholic Church outlawing the lightning rod and artificial lights, or Islam opposing ICE? And uh, doing dissections of the dead bodies, Islam also opposed to that, and so did the Catholic Church. Yes. Um religion has definitely done all those things. In fact, they've done far worse things if you're talking about the Catholic Church. But I don't think that alone is a critique of religion. Therefore, religion is bad for society because it causes opposition of science. You could make that claim, and I would say it's a fallacy. Or or what does it call when a, uh, is it non sequitur? Is when it doesn't follow from the premise? Sure, but that seems to non sequitur then. But that seems to follow quite directly. If religion causes people to ban science, science water, is good for society. Water, therefore. water kills people. Therefore, water should be banned. That would be a non sequitur. Yes. Sure. Right. Religion does bad things. Therefore, religion is bad. Also, non sequitur. Religion is the title of the topic. Anyway, and a $5 super chat coming in from John Mathers. Any atheist who doesn't read Yahweh and the gods and goddesses of canon by John Day is lazy. And any religious person who doesn't is scared. Oh my, 
the spices trail. Thank you so much, John. John, Four you could just before. super John. You could just pay me, and I will read it on stream. Just pay me, and I will read it for you on stream. And we just are sending that love right back to you. Uh, we love all of our atheist and theist brothers and sisters. Um, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully this will be on time. But I want to read all the spice. P.F. Young said, Utility equals truth, therefore trans rights. Uh, yeah, to some degree. Sure, yeah. I don't know what that exactly means, but I think um, letting a, um, adults do whatever they want and live the life that they see best fit for them seems like that would be um, utilitarian, and therefore it's true that that would be a good thing. Unless I'm... That would be libertarian, not utilitarian. Utilitarians would be against that. Why, why would a utilitarian be against that? Uh, because we want to limit people's freedoms and rights to do what's best for society, not what's best for them as individuals. We're doing what's best for them for individuals. So that would be a libertarian. Well, maximizing people's rights is arguably good for society. And in fact, the societies that are best off are those that maximize individuals' rights. So, no, I don't think that's right. Nope. And we're moving right forward. There are more laws okay. in America. There, there are more laws in America that we have less rights than most other countries. It's not. Oh, we do in America. Yes. yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Again, this goes back to the. We very much operate in different realms of facts. Two dollar super chat from Heat Shield, saying money for fish food for T jumps clam chair. Thank you so very much. You're sending it to the wrong place. You got to. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a croissant, but I, I guess it's a clam too. In order to feed the clam tree, you have to super chat me on my channel. Not giving James money does not help feed the clam tree. Uh, Amy, I think you're muted. Have to do it once a podcast. Hey there, asks if religion is bad for society, why do religious people have less suicide rates? I think uh, TJ actually gave a good explanation for it. Isn't there... What was the explanation you gave? Um, I don't think they do, actually. I think they have higher suicide rates. They only have lower suicide rates in countries that are disproportionately more religious so for suicide rates uh if you're in a society that is disproportionately religious and you're non-religious you don't have as much social cohesion so you're more depressed and so you have higher suicide rates but in most secular nations suicide rates are lower than in religious nations and so overall technically the rate of suicide is lower for secular nations than religious nations sure let's go with that question from Cameron, for P.F. Young, name a scientific discovery given to us by religion. Um, I don't think religion is in the business of scientific discoveries. I think religion is in the business of telling us how to live our lives. 
So say moral discoveries, the idea that, hey, if we treat everyone as if they are children of God, and we're actually all one tribe, rather than looking at the people around us as a different tribe, turns out that's better for society. So I would say that's a significant moral discovery, which is just as important, if not more so, than a scientific discovery. And all right, it looks like we only have one or two more questions. So unless you get it now, it is now or never because we respect our interlocutor's time. I do want to thank them again. Question from Magamo. Atheists can change their values as we progress, but can religion keep updating its values? Question to Jung. Uh, arguably, depending on the religion, so arguably, yes. Um, the, and this is the, the claim of someone like Jordan Peterson, who I know the only fan bigger of Jordan Peterson on this panel than I am is T-Jump. Um, his claim is that uh, Logos, logic, which is the basis of logic, which T-Jump loves, and so do I, um, like I said, it's his claim. I'm not saying it's true. Is that, um, although I'm not saying it's not true, uh, is that the process of honest dialogue and honest communication is the updating mechanism. And I'm not smart enough to um, articulate exactly how that process is unfolded. But the idea is if you have a religion that at the as its highest value is the exchange of honest ideas, which presumably we're having here, um, that's a good thing, and that's healthy. And um, the Christian idea, or at least Jordan Peterson's interpretation of Christianity, is that religion contains that self-updating mechanism within it as its highest value, thus making it uh, very valuable. At least as I understand it. Mm -hmm. And all right. I see one just came in, so that means we have two, but... Delaney, P.F. Young, harm is objective. How is this faith, secular humanism, all day, baby? Harm is objective. Um, I would agree with, I think pain is objective. Um, the experience of suffering is objective. But then we get into a problem with language because Pain is a subjective experience, but it's objective at the same time because you can't argue it away. If you're experiencing pain, it's like it's an objective feature of your experience. I think this this is I think the subjective objective dichotomy is one of the most hampering and uh, handicapped notions that we have in philosophy because pain is objective. I I, I like put your hand on a hot stove and, you know, tell me it's not objective. Um, so I don't know if there was more from that, but you look confused, Tom. Do you disagree? Yeah. yeah. Objective means stance, independent truth. Subjective means stance, dependent truth. So something is true only because a stance dependent on some stance or opinion. Like I like chocolate stance dependent pain exists is obviously objective. I don't know why you think this is a confusing distinction. Okay. Well, we don't have to get into it, I guess. That's fine. All right. And the last question of the night, but thank all of you guys for sending it in. Uh, 
T-Jump and P.F. Young, why hasn't either of you ever taken a religious anthropology course or I a have. world religion course? If you feel comfortable debating about religion, form out your asses. I've taken both of those courses. I mean, they offer those courses. Wow. In high school, I've taken those courses. Those are like, I don't know. I don't know what the point here is. I will say, sending in love, I do love reading questions but the ad hominems are not always we like attacking yeah arguments ideas not right people. Yeah. ideas screw exactly. this guy screw this guy Boo. no well, this guy sucks we love more all insults i want like actual insults are better the spice Any insults are points. fun i'm not gonna <laughs> bonus points if you call james a potato in a super chat potato <laughs> well i do want to thank everyone out there for joining us tonight on modern day debate we are in fact a neutral platform welcoming everybody from all walks of life uh, even life if you enjoy the show please don't forget to like follow and subscribe it really does help us reach an even wider audience including more fun debates like is society better off without religion with our debaters t jump and pf young here to help us find that answer plus if you like what any of our guests have said tonight all of their links are in the description below thank you for hanging us plus if you're looking for more fun after there will be not only an after show, but go check out the MDD Discord in the description below. With that, I am Amy Newman with Modern Day Debate. We hope you continue having great conversations, discussions, and debates. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.